The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It is Monday, best day of the week. Get that right, Ben McKee. That's right. Live from the Low T Center Studio. Wow. A weekend of Tennessee sports. A weekend of sports in general. All-Star game, NBA All-Star weekend. Took place in Cleveland. And boy, 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 boy. Where there's some fireworks. There's also some duds. There's also some duds. But we did see fireworks. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Irish Networks hotline. Hope you all are having a great morning. Thank you for making the Swain Event part of your morning. Download the free Swain Event app for Android Apple devices. Ben, good morning, sir. Good morning. Chase Swizzle. Jason Swan. Golly. Hope you had a good weekend. It was good, man. I had a good weekend. And paying for it this Monday morning, but did have a a wonderful weekend aside from both Tennessee basketball teams, Tennessee baseball. They took care of business. It was nice to be back out at Lindsey Nelson Stadium with quite a few people. Got What's to go, record, yeah, broke broke a quite a few records. Got to hang out with Kevin Hart, my my best friend Kevin Hart on Saturday night. I was in the sixth row. Sweat was dropping on me. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't sitting that close. I'm sure you I'm sure you have VIP tickets. No, not VIP. But the wife hooked us up as soon as the tickets went on sale. So we were able to to get nice seats for for a, a decent price. But he was terrific as always and really cool. Aside from the fact that they take your phone away. For the entire time that you're in the show because they don't want anything recorded. But it is what it is. I, I just left the phone in the car. It's kind of nice. Leave the phone in the car and not play with it for two, three hours. I know, right? So thanks, Kev. I know, right? But nice to hang out with my best friend, Kevin Hart, on uh, Saturday night and then getting back to Knoxville on, on Sunday and watching Tennessee Sweet Georgia Southern. That was fun. So good weekend. Just running on fumes this Monday morning. So... No, it's not the best day of the week, but I just don't feel like going back and forth with it. Man, I, I, I knew Tennessee would win, but I didn't know Tennessee baseball would do that. Oh, my goodness. 33-3 uh, outscoring Georgia, Georgia Southern. We get a bomb, a grand slam from from Drew Gilbert and a, a bat flip. I'd like to see that. Tennessee was cranking them over the wall all weekend, it seemed. One different couple, uh, couple different ways, high, high scoring, blowouts. He had some, you know, closer, closer outings. Uh, but man, just a great weekend for Tennessee baseball. Uh, the basketball teams took some, took some, some hard L's on the road in a hostile environment. Um, we are approaching tournament time. It's time to tighten up. Time to tighten up. Jason, Jason left us. Yes. 
probably that's probably a good decision, Chase. <laughs> if you want to talk about the Lady Vols South Carolina game, it's probably a good decision. I think uh, he was joking with me. I told Swain as we were about to turn the mics on that Jason said, "What y'all got to say about my Lady Vols now? Uh, they lost by seventeen. What do you mean?" And he, he started laughing. So I think that he was joking. Sure, surely he was not being serious. Surely he was not being serious. But hopefully Jason can give us a call back at some point in the show. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they fought there at the end. And, and um, I mean, they, they lost by they lost by, by 14, but 17, 14, whatever. I mean, the game was right there at 20. And uh, it's hard to – it's hard. When you lose your your best player, leading scorer, you're leading rebounder, you're leading. Um, once that she leads the team in assists as well. Everything. I mean, that that's that's it right there. And you're playing against the number one team in the country in South Carolina, who didn't didn't have, did not have their best game. Aaliyah Boston got some foul trouble early, but it is what it is. You, you, hopefully, you don't have to play a South Carolina type of team. Early in the tournament, which you won't. You try to go as far as you can. This Lady Vol team is decimated with injuries, and they are a piece of two away. So they play hard. They play together. It is a step forward from last year. Just continue to grow and improve and get better each day and see what happens. But this Lady Vol team is, um, they're not picking at the right moment. Looks like they're running out, running out of gas, and then you had the injury issues too but I hope Jason was just joking I'm sure he was I hope you just never you never know man you never know with Jason you just you just never know you just <laughs> never know but speaking of Jason this fake Jason Swan on Georgia Southern's baseball team he had a tough weekend well that's what he is they're trying to imitate a baller <laughs> I mean how, they're all, how dare how dare him walk in here thinking that he's gonna Make plays as the fake Jason Swain. I was, I was watching the first game and up the bat, Jason Swan. Uh, wait, what? The, the the way the announcer said it is the way that people have been saying my name wrong for thirty seven years. All your life, yeah, like Swan. Uh, there's an I in there, Swan Swain. At least he spelled his first name correctly. He did not. He spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah, he he had a rough weekend. Didn't didn't play well. And then I, I guess here's an early for what. He left his jersey back in Statesboro. And so he, he didn't get to play on Sunday. So he, he didn't perform well. Of course. And then on top of not playing well on Friday or Saturday, left the Sunday jersey back home and was not in the lineup because of that. So they don't they don't they don't they don't handle your jerseys for you? You gotta be responsible for your own jerseys? Yes, I, I guess at Georgia Southern. I, wow. At, at least at least that's how it was worded to me. maybe it's different for a team like Tennessee, but that, that's how it was worded to me is that he left his jersey at home and he's not playing because of it. It sounds like something I would do. 
865-255-03, Irish Networks Hotline. How how was that ball out on Josiah George Jacks? The I don't know. I don't what, know. What, what what Listen, we gotta make shots. We didn't make shots on Saturday. That's that's the bigger reason. Bigger reason why Tennessee was unable to win. But the Zakai Ziegler fast break where he goes up on the, on the left side of the rim. There's some contact. He misses the free throw. Josiah Jordan-James comes over. The Arkansas player is literally out of bounds, Ben. He is out of bounds as he saves the ball. He taps it in because the ball and him are out of bounds. The ball hits Josiah's leg. It goes out of bounds. The referee calls it Arkansas's ball. (laughs) What? The refs? were absolutely atrocious on Saturday. It, it was the first game all year in which I felt the refs truly dictated the game. Yep. I, I, I I don't like feel bad about Tennessee basketball as a whole moving forward after after Saturday. Like I, I'm not mad about the loss. I'm, I'm frustrated, but it's mainly because of the referees. I, I, I truly think they they determined the outcome of the game quite frankly they they got tennessee into foul trouble because of bad foul calls with with so many charges called and you can clearly see the player still moving as he steps in front of a tennessee player to to take the charge you can see the player moving and look i recognize that it's a a hard call to make but you've just got to find a way to make the correct call it's it's as simple as that because it got tennessee into foul trouble and they just couldn't do anything. They, they just couldn't. Like, yes, Tennessee missed open shots, but it's also because they were out of rhythm because of the horrible night of refereeing. Pretty much. So, like, I don't, I don't feel any differently. Like, I still feel confident in, in this basketball team. I, I just kind of ch- chalk that, that game up as a, a series of unfortunate events due to the referees. Yeah, Arkansas is the hottest team in the, in, in the SEC. They beat Auburn um, at home. Tennessee still could have, should have won, but I agree 100% with you. Uh, you know, Other than the free throws, which you still got to make those, 12-18 can't be 12-18 if you are such a good shooting team. Freaking Uros, that can't 0 for 4. But Uros. The team outside of Uros was 16 <sighs> of 18, and then... Uh, 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 now, my one bright from Saturday... How much airball one? I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'm about to talk about it. My my one gripe from Saturday is some of the substitutions. I I did not understand some of the the personnel decisions at times. Rolling with Uros for as long as you did in the second half, and then Jonas Adu comes in the game and immediately gets an offensive rebound for a putback, and, and then knocks down a nice 16 foot jumper. Immediately after checking into the game, and he altered some shots on the defensive end. I didn't understand rolling with Uros for as as long as they did in the second half, and and then like I also didn't understand Justin Powell. I'm not even talking about him shooting the ball, but in the first half, I mean he had two terrific offensive rebounds. Was was flying around all over the place, and although he wasn't making 
taking shots. He was still affecting the game in a positive way. And he doesn't play until like three, four minutes left in the second half. Six minutes. While Tennessee's guards are in foul trouble. He had six six minutes the same amount of minutes as Victor Baylor. Yes. And BJ has been really good from an energy standpoint the last several weeks and has, has made some winning plays while he has played his limited minutes. But I was redneck mad at that lazy pass he made at half court that got picked off and led to Arkansas transition points. Mm-hmm. That that irritated the mess out of me. Mm-hmm. So the, if my one gripe isn't necessarily the the play on the court because I think the 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 foul trouble that was incorrectly called affected Tennessee's rhythm on offense because they could not find a rhythm and then the guys that you need to knock down shots they can't play at all because of the foul trouble and can't get in a rhythm to knock down those shots. So I, I just kind of chalked it up as just one of those days of, of basketball. But what did irritate me was one was some of the substitution patterns and, and personnel decisions. I, I I just did not understand some of them. Yeah, I mean everybody was out of sync trying to trying to find a lineup that works. Well, he did them with foul trouble, but yeah, man. Somebody messaged me during the game about Uros being the best best teammate. I was like, I just need him to be, I just need him to do more. He got to give us more than what he, what he gave us. But can't he can't be zero for four in the free throw line? That's like a turnover. Going down empty-handed, <clears throat> free throw line, not making any. It's like a turnover. But uh, I'm fine. Yeah, man, I'm 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 fine with um, last week's results. Mm-hmm. I felt like. When we discussed this on Monday of last week, we felt like Tennessee would split and could split. And if they were to split, not not terrible. They could they could have lost both games, could have won both games. But realistically, a split is I think what we were expecting, and that's what we got. It wasn't it wasn't like Tennessee has resorted to to playing like they did. At the beginning of the SEC play, we don't see that at all. So, got a bounce back game against against Missouri on the road. Never know what you're going to get from Missouri, but they're not good. But they have been able to hang hang with Auburn early in the season. They beat Alabama. So you go up there, you play like you're capable of playing. You should win that game. And then Saturday, Auburn Tigers, and um, the Arkansas game hurt. Not just because you lost, but because you had a chance to kind of move up while Auburn took an L to Florida. Just weird. What is Wendell Green doing? Auburn's guard play was the reason why they made a run a couple years ago. Their guard play is the weak link right now. Mm -hmm. That's why I think Tennessee has a nice chance against Auburn. But what is Wendell Green cost me so much money. See, that's why you're really upset with Wendell. Yes, <laughs> you need to be blaming. Why else, Bruce. Why else would I be upset with him? You, you need to be blaming Bruce, fan. Bruce Pearl, as, as you said in in our text messages a couple weeks ago. Bruce got on him for taking that type of shot at the end of the game. Although that would have been a good in rhythm three. The one Wendell took at Arkansas that that led to overtime. It, it was, I mean, he was acting like Steph Curry in the All Star game. I mean, he was in rhythm. It just was was. From the logo. It was, not, it was just not necessary. Although, according to Bruce, Arkansas's logo is the entirety of the court. And 
anytime you step on the court, you're going to step on the Arkansas logo, according to Bruce Pearl. Are we counting the Arkansas State outline <laughs> around the Razorback logo? Well, well Bruce said it was it, the, the, the logo goes from one SEC logo in the paint to the other SEC logo in the paint. Oh, yeah. and, and that's why Auburn was dancing on, on the logo. It's just because it was so big. But, yeah, I don't know why Wendell Dream didn't pull from the top of the key for the, for that three at the end of the game. And, and then he threw it into the stands trying to get it to Kessler. Bruce also said Aaron Kraft was lying. So. <laughs> Bruce has also said a lot of things. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's the opportunity to possibly tie Auburn for the for first place was right there on the table because Auburn lost, but we, we didn't take care of business against Arkansas. So that's the thing that's, that stinks, but. I like where Tennessee is um, right now. And we just got to snap and clear, Ben. Shut up. <laughs> we got to snap and clear. Got to get a win against Conzo uh, and then Missouri. Can't let them use their hands and, uh, and beat us. So, and then you got Auburn this weekend. That that should be an interesting matchup. I'm real curious to see how that goes because I, I agree with your point a minute turn. ago. It's going to be turnt, man. Oh, it's going to be turnt inside of Thompson Bowling Arena, but I, I agree with you what you said about Tennessee's guards matching up with Auburn's guards currently because it seems like Wendell Green and Katie Johnson has taken a step back. Mm. And, and I said it last week, Auburn has not passed the eye test recently. And now all of a sudden they, they've lost two games recently to, to Arkansas, which an understandable loss. Arkansas playing as well as anybody in the country. What about the Georgia game? And well, they won that one. Yeah, but but they, that well that's but another play yeah. way down the competition. Since they were ranked since they've become ranked number one, they have not passed the eye test. They should have lost at Missouri. They should have lost at Georgia. They lost to Arkansas and again. Arkansas is a good team playing as well as anybody yeah, in the yeah, country. Yeah. That That's an understandable loss, especially the environment, sold out, whatever, whatever. But the Florida loss, in no way should Auburn be losing to that Florida team. That, that Florida team is booty. Now, the rest of the SEC thanks Auburn for losing to Florida because that is going to keep Mike White's job, and that is great news for the rest of the SEC because that win is probably going to put Florida in the NCAA tournament. So, Auburn, thank you. Thank you for saving Mike White's job. They should count that as two quad wins. Two quad one wins. Yes. In fact, I, I don't know that Auburn should should be credited with, with the loss on their resume. I, I think they should be credited with two wins on their resume for, for helping the SEC retain Mike White at, at Florida. But they, they Auburn should not lose to, to that, that Florida team. That Florida team is not good. It, it's it's not. So like but, losing to Arkansas, understandable. But losing to Florida is disgusting, and nearly losing to Georgia and Missouri is equally disgusting. They they have not passed the eye test, and, and part of it is because their guard play has has not been playing the way that they were at the beginning of the year. So I, I am interested to see if, if Tennessee truly does win that matchup. With the way that both set of guards are playing right now, I would think that Tennessee wins that matchup. But what I'm interested in also seeing on the flip side of something being in Tennessee's favor uh, Walker Kessler going up against our post, which does not include a post player that we can trust right now. Adu. I love Jonas Adu, but true freshman playing in his fifth, sixth game of college basketball with real minutes going up against Walker Kessler, who may be a lottery pick. 
Not a, not a necessarily favorable I mean, matchup. It's, it's not like you give him the ball in the post and he just goes to work like, you know, he's Oscar Sheedway or, uh, he does or Coburn over there, Illinois. I mean, he he gets he can shoot. He can you can't sag off him on the pick and roll Mm-mm. because he can, you know, he can he can shoot it. Um, you cannot sag off when he's reversing the ball at the top of the key because he can shoot it. And you better find him when the ball goes up because he's a nice offensive rebounder. And um, if you foul him, he, he has a nice, nice enough stroke where he's going to make the free throws. The thing about Tennessee is, like, we don't really drive the ball to the basket like that unless it's Kennedy Chandler. So That's really becoming frustrating for we, me. We, we better make some shots against Auburn, which we're, we're capable of doing, uh, and then get out there on a the fast break a little bit like we did against, against Kentucky. But that's going to be a good one, man. I'm looking forward to that environment. It's gonna be crazy. It really, it really is. Tennessee undefeated at home this year. That's right. Keep that thing going, man. This weekend, the 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 lack of mid range success, and I don't, I don't even know if I should say mid range success because Tennessee doesn't utilize the mid range, so you can't have success in something if if you don't do it. But the lack of mid range attempts, I guess, frustrates me. Santi can consistently. Beats his man off the dribble on the perimeter, gets into the lane, and has an easy mid-range jumper, easy floater opportunity, and he passes. And sometimes Tennessee does not get a better look than what he created for himself at the at the logo, at the free throw line, where he could have pulled up for a mid-range jumper. He could have pulled up for a floater. Uh, Kennedy does the same thing. Zakai, not as much as, as Kennedy and Santi, but... I feel like Zakai doesn't utilize the mid-range maybe as much as the other two as well. I mean, I just think that if they could start doing that, and I, I don't have any hope that they will at this point in the season. There's only four games left in the regular season, so I, I'd be kind of surprised if, if that changed. But I feel like if they did start doing that, A, they, they would consistently get great looks and, and high-percentage looks, but B, it would it would open up. The, the easy put-ins for Urosh and, and Jonas and, and Folky because guys are going to start sucking up and, and you can dish it off to them and, and hopefully they can lay it in. Or in Urosh's case, maybe he'll use a seven foot seven self and dunk the basketball for once. Nah, he's going to do that. I won't be seeing any dunks. Right, well, last year we didn't want mid-range game, man. We, we, we was too much in the mid-range. The analytics say three or layup or free throws, Ben. That's what the analytics say. It does. And – I, I do buy into that thought process. It's just like it was more frustrating for me against Arkansas than in some of the other games because you are struggling to shoot from the perimeter. You don't have a, a post player that is being efficient in this particular game. You're getting good looks driving past the Arkansas defenders and, and getting into the lane, getting to the free throw line, and you, you're you're either forcing yourself into a turnover or – or passing into what would be a worse shot than what you just created for yourself. 865-255-03. That uh, charge called the end of uh, the first half, Kenny Chandler, just just horrible, just terrible. Just terrible, 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 terrible. Couldn't even start the second half uh, because of that. 865-255-03. It's our t- telephone number to the Irish Network's hotline. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Ben, did, um, did Illinois State win their first baseball game of the season? Nope. 
Illinois State did win their first game? Oh, season? they did win. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking, uh, did Arkansas win? Yeah, yeah. Illinois State won their first game. Of the uh, Illinois did. Go Redbirds. Redbirds. I think, they, I think they're the Redbirds. Go Redbirds. Yeah, they're looking like the Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals. Which makes bit. sense since they're, they're from Illinois. I know St. Louis is in Missouri, but part of it's in Illinois as well. Right close, on the border. Close. 865-255-03. Be right back. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Don't miss Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union's President's Day Special. Take advantage of these incredible rates. We're offering auto, recreational, and refinancing loans as low as 1.90% APR. This amazing rate is only available from February 14th through the 25th. You don't want to miss this limited time offer because after the 25th, rates will go back up. Apply in branch or online at atfcu.com. Get this rate before it's gone and celebrate President's Day with incredible savings. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is here to help bring your dreams within reach. So, if you're looking for financing for a new vehicle or looking to finance a home improvement project, ATFCU is here with a variety of affordable loan options that bring your dreams to life. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up during our President's Day special and get a loan for as low as 1.90% APR. Take advantage of these incredible rates. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is the clear choice. Your less red tape banking alternative. An equal housing lender annual percentage rate terms and conditions apply subject to credit approval. The rate you qualify for is to determined by your creditworthiness. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube. 
In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at TR Sports Medicine 
Tennessee.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Sweaty event fuel by Daddy and Barbecue. A lot went on during the weekend. Football. Not football, football, but baseball. Basketball. Man, there's some teams around the SEC that uh, took a little stumble in the first series of the season, Ben. Yeah. A couple teams that Tennessee fans will enjoy seeing lose, did in fact lose this weekend. Liberty, who, for those who remember, was in Tennessee's regional last year, came to Knoxville and and played the Vols. The Vols had to knock off Liberty to make it to the Super Regional against LSU. They opened up their season at Florida this weekend and beat Florida, taking two of three from the Gators. So that was great to see from a Tennessee perspective. And Liberty had a beautiful tweet on Sunday after they won. They they tweeted out a, a graphic of a of an eagle. I think it was an, an eagle flying and it had a gator in its bird claws. It was it was it was glorious. A terrific twittering there by Liberty Baseball's Twitter account. So Florida goes down to Liberty. You had Vanderbilt go down to Oklahoma State. Now that's a little bit different because Oklahoma State is also one of the best teams in the country. Uh, number seven in the country, I think that they were. And each game that Vanderbilt lost this weekend was a very close game and, and could have gone either way. Like yesterday's game that decided the series was 5-5 going into the ninth inning, and Oklahoma State was able to score two runs and, and then win 7-5. to five. So that was a little bit different than Florida losing to Liberty, but still, still good to see Vandy lose. You had... Mississippi State, top 25 team, go down to Long Beach State, and they got run pretty good over the weekend. Uh, South Carolina struggled at time. Arkansas, though, was the the best one. Arkansas won their series. But on Friday, after we discussed 
Dave Van Horn's comments Friday morning, his silly comments about what other teams are doing, which is, is funny. The the one team that he shouted out, Florida, for how they handled themselves, they, they lost as well. And, oh, by the way, Kevin O'Sullivan, their, their head baseball coach, is a, a bad dude, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Arkansas lost its opener after Dave Van Horn wanted to, to pop off at the mouth. So talk his, about karma. His players backflip too. Mm-hmm. That that's what I don't understand is when Arkansas played in Knoxville last year, Christian Franklin hit the longest home run I saw hit at Lindsey Nelson last year, and was dancing all around the bases. It's not like his team was acting any better. <laughs> that, that's what I don't get. Arkansas was acting the same way when they were beating Tennessee and Knoxville last year. I love it. I love it. the game needs it. What's, what's, what's crazy is like old farts like him talk about playing the right way. And in the res- in the response to a player celebrating too much, I guess, you throw with them. Yeah. <laughs> what sense does that make? It doesn't compute. It doesn't compute at all. So, don't be happy, don't celebrate, or I'm going to throw a baseball at you because that's that's playing the right way. What? Okay. A little weird there. Uh, in terms of SEC basketball over the weekend, Missouri and Mississippi State had an interesting weekend. They Somebody po- had to win, I guess. Well, they played on Friday night in Starkville. Yes, Missouri and Mississippi State played on Friday night. And then they played again in Columbia last night. They played on Friday night and Sunday night. I don't know the exact the makeup, reason. Makeup game I, I'm COVID. assuming it's makeup, COVID, or the yeah, weather that's been coming through. And, and Missouri seems to get the worst weather uh, in the SEC. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but Missouri loses both games. They lost in Starkville on Friday, 68-49. to And then in Columbia, lost 58-56. to Lost by two last night so a tough tough weekend for Missouri basketball and Conzo and now they have to turn around and, and play Tennessee on Tuesday uh, in terms of the Saturday games number four Kentucky beat number 25 Alabama 90 to 81 and that was with without Ty Ty Washington and I believe also without severe Wheeler but I'm, I'm not quite sure there were two players that were not playing I guess it was Toppin no Toppin did play yeah Wheeler did not play so they were without severe Wheeler and without Ty Ty Washington Kentucky still won by nine. Ole Miss beat Georgia 85 to 68. Mm, mm, mm. Florida upset number two Auburn 63 to 62. South Carolina beat LSU. How about old Frank Martin? Good job, Frank. Mm-hmm. The, the Mighty Cox beat the Mighty Tigers 77 hey, hey, to hey, 75. Hey, 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 Beat Texas A&M 72 to 67. So Don't at care. the conclusion of the weekend, Auburn remains in first place at 12 and 2 in the league. Kentucky one game behind Auburn at 11 and 3. Arkansas and Tennessee both have the same SEC record at 10 and 4, but I guess technically Arkansas would be third because Arkansas won on Saturday and Tennessee would be fourth because Tennessee did not win on Saturday. And then after that, just continues to be just a a complete mess. Uh, Alabama, LSU, Florida, Mississippi State, and all of a sudden, South Carolina. All 7-7 in league play. How about that? South Carolina, 
has the same league record as Alabama and LSU. Good job. Good job. If you would have told me that with four games remaining in the regular season, that Carolina was going to have the same conference record as Alabama and LSU, I would have told you that you were absolutely crazy. And then Vandy's only a game back behind all those teams. All those teams are seven and seven. Vandy is six and eight. A and M five and nine. Missouri and Ole Miss four and ten. And little old Georgia one and thirteen. And speaking of little old Georgia and Tom Crean, you want to talk about drama? Uh, Tom Crean's basketball team was caught up in in quite a bit of drama over the weekend. It had to suspend one of its basketball coaches over the weekend put his hands on somebody for putting his hands on somebody at halftime of last week's LSU game coaches college coaches man they 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 had enough they swinging now they are they definitely are swinging 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 so so Georgia you know you know it's about to happen right what same thing happened Alabama Alabama Won a championship in football, won multiple championships. Football was, was straight. Now it's time to fix other sports. And that's what Alabama did with Nate Oates. And um, Georgia is about to do the same thing. Don't know if it's going to be the right hire or not, but it looks like they're trying to find a way to um, get out of that contract because looks like they'll be finding a new coach. Uh, yes. Let's hope it's not uh, the next Snake Oats or anybody. Yes, and and John K. joking on the text box, did the Georgia coach pull a Jawan Howard? Uh, the Georgia coach situation is, is actually worse than, than Jawan Howard. They were both throwing hands, not excusing that part, but I'm saying uh, Georgia's was worse because they fought each other. At least Jawan Howard was fighting the other team <laughs> and, and not his guys on, on his team. This is according to uh, Jawan's worse. Why? Because it's on TV and everybody oh, saw it. Okay, okay. But I'm, <laughs> everybody saw it. It's like, oh. Okay, I, I get that. Look at them hands. But I would rather my my coach fight somebody on the other team than somebody on my team. Yeah. I think that that understand. signals a far worse culture. But I, I also get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, too. Uh, for some more details on, on what actually took place at Georgia, uh, the university had to report released a statement Saturday morning responding to some of the allegations regarding Georgia's men's basketball program. Friday, news broke that Georgia was suspending assistant coach Wade Mason following a locker room altercation with director of player development Brian Fish. Although the statement did not specifically address details of the suspension, it did address and question various media reports regarding this incident as well as other reports it claims not to be true or failed to tell the entire story. So Georgia was mad at, at some of – sounds like uh, it got kind of taken out of context or, or social media took it and ran with it too far, kind of like the Brian Harson situation mm-hmm. with the female. Uh, but nonetheless, you, you still had an assistant coach getting into a fight with a director of player development at halftime of a game last week. Yep. You know, you know what I bet the assistant coach was mad at? Something, something silly. But at the director of player development, you brought all these sorry blankety blankety players here. <laughs> really, these are the players you found. Golly, boy, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia basketball—they'll figure it out. They see Auburn shining. They see everybody else shining. The league getting better. 
It's what happened with football. Just and enough is enough. There's no reason Georgia should not be good at basketball. Yes, what, no I reason. think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it's it's fun now, but if Georgia's a, a right hire, it's a Nate Oates and, and Eric Musselman away from providing some some headaches for the rest of the SEC. And I I would imagine that Georgia goes out and hires a good basketball coach because I I know it's all football right now, and maybe they won't care. But I would be surprised if they looked looked around the SEC and saw these other football powers taking basketball seriously, and then they decide not to also take basketball seriously. I I would be surprised. I mean, they did hire Tom Crean, who, when he arrived at Georgia, that that was viewed as a pretty significant hire, although he failed miserably at Indiana. He was still riding the Dwayne Wade at Marquette bus. But even that was viewed as a a big hire for for Georgia to go make and and viewed as them taking basketball seriously. I, I bet they'd do it again. If I'm Georgia, I, I, I fire Tom Crane, and I, my first phone call will be Steve Forbes. As a, no. Tennessee fan, as a Tennessee fan, I don't want them to do don't that. Don't put that out into the universe. As a Tennessee fan, I don't want to see that. You know Steve Forbes is like up for National Coach of the Year, right? Yes. Wake Forest is terrific this year. Absolutely yep. terrific. Without any highly ranked recruits, I believe, as well. Another Sorry. college basketball score I do want to mention before we move on, is the Memphis Tigers. Memphis, 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 Memphis. They win? No, they did not. Memphis had won several games in a row heading into Saturday. Had picked up some big-time wins as well, beating Cincinnati, beating Houston, and they looked like they were on the verge of making the NCAA tournament. And they still might, but... They, they essentially needed to win out. Maybe they didn't get away with a loss or two, but now they definitely have to win out. They lost to SMU on Saturday, 73-57, which I don't understand how you can lose by 16 points when you're the hardest-working coach in America. I mean, you put all this effort in. You, your work ethic is top-notch. Nobody outworks you. I just don't understand how you can lose by 16 if you're doing all those things. It makes no sense to me. So petty. What? Petty said he's the hardest working coach in America. He said, don't try me, bro. I work hard. <laughs> what are you talking about? I work hard. Don't try me. But yes, I, I enjoyed Penny losing by 16. KG trying to replicate Penny last night when Ray Allen walked by, balling up his fist, getting ready to swing on him, Jawan Howard style. You know, you may you may uh, make fun of basketball players for, for being a little soft sometimes and, and slow to get up from injuries, but they sure do throw hands a lot more more so than football players do. Well, it's fun every day in football. You st- you just don't you just don't see it, and they got helmets on, so you know it's just it's just it's not the same. But that beef between KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen is like the the, the, the dumbest beef ever. The reason why they upset is because Ray Allen left them to go to the Heat. Come on, man. Like, really? Went back. KG out here talking about some, you know, these youngins now, man, they teaming up to win a championship. Wait a minute. You did the same thing, KG. You left Minnesota. You went to Boston. Boston went out and got Ray Allen. You created the big three, too. Oh, stop. Stop the. 
hypocrisy here. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Anyways, 865-255-03. I know some of y'all's head might explode talking talking NBA basketball. Ooh, that's enough. No, sir. What's um for Tennessee fam, what's better? Which team did, did it feel like which feeling was better to see a team that you don't like lose? Was it Arkansas against Illinois State or was it Memphis losing their basketball game this 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 weekend? It was Memphis. One thousand percent Memphis. I, I don't like Dave Van Horn. He's an old fart trying to tell everybody to get off his lawn, but oh, he's doing the same thing. I don't yeah. I, I don't dislike Dave Van Horn near as much as I dislike Penny. Penny is classless. Dave Van Horn hasn't taken it that far. Yet. He may one day. It wouldn't surprise me if DVH did did one day, but I I I I dislike Penny significantly more than I dislike Dave Van Horn. <laughs> John K says Turkey Man has his fist balled up like Penny with all this NBA talk. Uh, KT KPT VFL says Penny on the loss. Can I use my COVID card on this one too? <laughs> Florida Fall fan says uh, Forbes have been successful. He's been successful everywhere he has coached, and his wife can barbecue. Mrs. Forbes, Ken Barbecue. Not grill, but she can cue. John K. also says, Tom Crane is the uh, basketball's Butch Jones. The way Wade is Travis Kelsey and Ben's boy, A.B. How dare you, John K. GBO says, Georgia basketball can't keep in-state kids. Check the SEC rosters. Yeah. Auburn got two first-round picks on it from Georgia. Chat Town Vol, Chat Town VFL says, "Did y'all see what Cream accidentally said about his uh, Georgia the player over Zoom call? The only thing hot about Georgia basketball is a hot mic. I did not see that. I did not see that. I did not either." Rodney says, "Oh, here we go. Gets caught on Zoom criticizing Aaron Cook." Says uh, Aaron is just a Aaron's not close to as good as he thinks he is, and every time there's a problem, he wears down. Like I said, if you played with as much edge as you're talking to me right now, you wouldn't be having any issues at all. But I said, but you're not going to talk like that, okay? You can play like that, but you're not going to talk like that. As long as he, as long as he said the same thing to the player. Then he sh- he should be okay. Ooh, you have that different energy away from the player. Then when you are talking to a player, that's when you can have a problem. He's only got five games left. He's got the two this week, two next week, and then the one game that they lose in the SEC tournament the the next week. But he's he's got five games left at Georgia. True. See you, Tommy. I wonder what job he's going to get using Dwayne Wade next. You can go coach basketball at Arkansas State with Butch. Yeah. I mean, there'll be two two coaches in the SEC that will be coaching in mid-majors next year. It's going to be Conzo and Tom, Tom Crane. Poor Conzo. 
because Conzo probably done in Missouri. I hope not, though. I hope Missouri gives him one more chance, and then he turns it around. But, he's, but he coaches at an SEC team. I'm not threatened by Conzo. That's why. But if he turns it around, then we would be threatened by Missouri. I mean, turn turn around and win just more games. I'm not threatened by Conzo, though. Fair enough. Rodney Nostel says, Uros Blank will be back on the bench with Adu playing better. Yeah, Rick, Rick wanted to see Adu get, get in that paint a little bit more. Got a nice stroke as a big man, but you tall. Get in the paint. Still better than Urosh. Yes. Seeing what else here is on the on the text box. The one KC already left his feet and the deuce lit in front of him. That's not a charge. Yeah, Vol Grizz Clubs. That was um I think that was the fourth foul. The third foul was right before before the half. I mean, I I thought he slid on that on that one too, but the fourth foul was even more egregious than any other foul that uh he picked up. It was terrible. It was terrible. Rick, Ricky Smooth, though, he knows how to complain about the officiating without making it so obvious. I hope they're right. Our players said guys were sliding in when they was in the air. It's a hard call to make, but I hope they're right. I watched the film. We'll see. I can't wait to, to ask Rick today at noon. What you see on that film? So, Rick, what you see on the film? <laughs> Think they're right? I guarantee you that will be the first question. 865-255-03. Hour two is coming up. Hour one was brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. <laughs> 